after chatting up the future Mrs. Property Nomads podcast and figuring out that my Spanish must have been quite good because we ended up flirting and courting in Spanish. So happy days. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back, give myself kudos for that. She she went off on her own way. Uh, we we went off on our own way. It was a, uh, yeah, you don't need to go into details, but it was good fun nonetheless. But that being left aside, keto, what could keto deliver? What could we find in keto? We were hampered by two things. Number one was the weather. It was pretty atrocious for most of our time there. So it even ruined us going to a game of football, which we were gutted about. Um, we were gutted purely because the stadium was an open bowl of a stadium. We knew that if we'd have gone, we would have had a miserable time. and We'd have probably ended up getting, you know, cold and being miserable, blah, 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 blah. But what you can do from uh, keto is, number one, we recommend a walking tour because, again, the walking tours are really informative. We also visited, on that walking tour, visited a bunch of markets, saw a bunch of cathedrals, and we went on a, an in-depth cathedral tour at the main cathedral in the main part of town. We ended up uh, going on the tour, which was really awesome, purely because it wasn't just you go in the church, you look around, and that's it. But we went up into the went up into the eaves, went up into the roof. We walked across the old, you know, the roof of the really old church. So where the Spanish built this one on top of the other one, so you could see that all the foundations and the roof. Yeah, fascinating stuff to go and do that. And it, again, it was something different. We had, we hadn't done something like that before. So we're always, as a traveller, you would know you're always trying to seek for a new experience, something new, something different. One of the cool things you can do is visit pretty much visit the equator. Uh, it's just, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's north of Quito, uh, north or south. Anyway, the equator's in and around Quito. And there's two different sites for the equator. You've got the more modern, uh, you've got the more modern aspect of it. So I think like, some French person put down a, a big you know, sign or, or whatever to say this is the equator. But then that's always been disputed because there's another place where people think the equator should be that's meant to be done by the Incas and it's meant to be a lot more accurate so we decided we might as well go and uh, have a look have a look at this for ourselves so why not funny enough this was the one day where the weather was good thankfully the weather was very very good so we had a great time out it was about an hour and a half bus journey we went up to uh, the old uh, equator place first and we went on the little tour. Now, rather than go, sorry, rather than go to the modern thing that the French person built, we went to the, the old school one. We thought, well, this sounds about right. Why not? And they were doing loads of different tests. So they were explaining what the equator is, how it works. And, you know, if you stand this side of the equator, this happens. If you stand that side of the equator, that happens. And they've done a bunch of tests. Uh, I think one of them was trying to stand an egg on top of a nail. So apparently, if you do it dead on the equator line, it's pretty much impossible to do. But the key thing that they done was water runoff and showing that the water goes one will go one way on one side of the equator and it will go the other side on the other way. And it will go the other way on the other side, sorry. And again, I don't know how you feel about this or how you think about this, but nine times out of ten, you probably think it's a bit nonsensical unless you see it for yourself. And this is what happened. We saw it for ourselves. And within the space of a metre, knowing that the equator is you know, running underneath you per se, the water went one side, and on the other side, it went the other side. I said, absolutely brilliant. I think we all just stood there in amazement that we 
you know, this wasn't the official equator line. They hadn't made a big song and dance about this place. This is sort of the, the old Inca, you know, equator line. It's, again, more accurate than the more modern version of the equator. And it was just mesmerising. I'm not the biggest science aficionado in the world, but that was quite spectacular to see, without a shadow of a doubt. There were, of course, a few other experiments that they'd done, I forget them, to be perfectly honest with you. But it was just a fantastic day out. After we visited the old Inca site, we then went up to the sort of more modern uh, monument uh, for the equator. And it's, it's quite a nice monument. It gives you a whole, this is south, this is north, this is a big line that runs through all of this sort of spiel. Uh, it was a, quite a bigger, more commercial museum there. But it just didn't feel as right as, as going to the other place, uh, the Inca place that was you know just down the road. You're talking 150 yards down the road from the big singing and dancing monument. That was probably the coolest thing about Quito was seeing that. As I said, the weather kind of worked against us. Uh, I mean, you kind of expect it when you're in the, you know, the, the mountains. Uh, you, you would expect the weather to not always work in your favour. But it, I mean, it was really miserable. Uh, so we decided from there, you know, we should head out. Uh, we knew we had to get to uh, Guayaquil, but we thought before that, we looked through the Lonely Planet, we decided to stop off at a, a place called Banos, or Banos, I think it is. It was on the way. It made sense to stop there. As a, however long a bus journey it was, we decided to head off there because, again, the Lonely Planet has said it was a, a nice little magic town, quite a nice place to go and visit, and there's a nice bit of walking to do. So we headed over to Banos. Banos was okay. We, we stayed there for a couple of nights. We arrived late on the first night. Had a little walk around the centre of the town. Had a fantastic meal in, in the Mercado Central. It was a, a absolutely brilliant thing. And this was the first time that we'd seen proper guinea pigs. Um, now, guinea pig is, is a, it's a delicacy in Peru. We had seen people order it in, in Peru. But in Ecuador, where it's also a delicacy, it was the first time that we'd seen uh, a batch cooking of, of guinea pigs. So they're pretty much spatchcocked, stick you know, it's like they've been impaled with a stick and they're being cooked. Very nearly ordered one. Still didn't order one. Aaron didn't order one either. I'm just, uh, yeah, couldn't bring ourselves to, to eat a guinea pig, uh, in all fairness. Banos was cool. It's quaint. Not a lot going on. There's a few tourists here and there, a few gringos. And we just basically picked up a map and went for a nice walking tour uh, around the Rio Pastaza. You could go over a bridge you could then follow the river around. You're going pretty much through people's back gardens. It was a bit strange, but it was on a sort of a, a national walking path. Um, I think we even got off coffee in one of the houses, which was nice. Uh, it's about a 10, 12 kilometer journey that we'd done that day uh, over the Rio Pastanza or Pastaza, follow the river around, basically walk across the next bridge that you find and walk back along the main road into town. Again, went to the market that evening. That was it. Uh, really, we could have stayed a little bit more and done a bit more in a bit more hiking in Banos, uh, but that evening uh, we went on a little, uh, we went on a a little fun bus, should we say, in in the evening. So there was, um, there's like a, a, a mount, well, you're in the mountains anyway, but there's a little uh, place at the top of the hill where you can, uh, you basically you can overlook the valley, and if you get on a, a party bus, it's basically you're just drinking and having a laugh. I think the uh, monument's called the Las, Las Manos de Dios, so the Hands of God, and it's situated on uh, Banos de Aguasanta, so again on top of a 
hill overlooking Banyos and the town itself. So we're on the party bus, we're drinking loads of beer, there's about 15 of us in total, we're having a merry old time. We go to the top of this hill, by the time we get to the top of the hill it's pitch black, but everything's well lit up on the hill, so that, that was nice to see. And then you can just look down on the lights and the, the sound and the, the sights of Banyos uh, below you, whilst of course drinking loads of beer. We didn't get paralytic, but uh, you know we certainly had our fill, shall we say, uh, that evening. So that was a cool thing to do. And again, it was out of the blue. We weren't expecting that. It was something different. You know, we'd done sort of drinking buses and drinking boats in Vietnam. Uh, but we thought we're a bit more cultured now. And uh, yeah, still ended up drinking a hell of a lot anyway. But Banyos is nice. It's it's great if you like your hiking. You could easily stay there for probably about a week and do a different hiking trail each day. From there, it was a case of going to Guayaquil, and we were in for quite a nice surprise in, in Guayaquil, purely because we'd been messaging Russ and Anna, who you know we'd met in Peru, and they'd just come back from the Galapagos, and they were going to be in Guayaquil the following day. We were going to arrive in Guayaquil the following day. They'd already said, to be honest, lads, there's not a lot here, but we can meet you. There's a famous lighthouse on, the, um, I think they call it a Malacon, and like a boardwalk, there's a, there's a famous lighthouse. Let's meet at the lighthouse at six o'clock. Great, no problem at all. So that morning for Banyos, nearly missed the bus because we were too busy eating breakfast at the market. Uh, the person cooking the breakfast was uh, a little bit slower than we would have liked. But again, if we weren't as hanging, we should, should have got up a bit earlier. Got the bus to uh, Guayaquil. It was a great journey. You, again, you're in and out. You've got the rivers, you've got the valleys, you've got the hills, you've got everything you could think of. It's incredibly green. It took about eight hours. We got into Guayaquil managed to take a, uh, I think it was a taxi, we ended up taking to the hostel. We purposely stayed in a hostel near to the airport because we knew that the flight to Galapagos in a day or two's time would be leaving relatively early and we could walk to the airport. It was a 10 minute walk to get to the main terminal. So that was absolutely fine. Thankfully, we met up with Russ and Anna that afternoon. And now, maybe we didn't give Guy a Killer a fair chance. That is entirely possible it is a possibility but it not a great place it's it's like the flagstaff of south america if you remember our usa episodes talking about flagstaff and how horrible that place was i don't think guy kill was much better in all fairness i think it was a mixture of excitement knowing that we were going to be heading to the galapagos in due course um also the fact that, you know walking up and down the malacon it was just a, it was just a bit boring to be honest that being said, it was nice to meet up with Russ and Nana. Uh, we we hung out, we headed up to the lighthouse. They weren't too complimentary about Guayaquil as well, but they were talking about the things that they'd done in, in the Galapagos as well. I think they were heading home uh, soon after, because it was just before Christmas. But the lighthouse was nice, not really a lot going on there. Um, yeah, it was nice to meet up with them, walk up and down the boardwalk. We parted ways, we said our goodbyes. They gave us a lot of different top tips for things to do over there in the Galapagos and pretty much for the next day or so uh, we were trying to hide our excitement we didn't really do too much the following day on our one day off in, in Guayaquil um, you know where we were so close to the airport there wasn't a lot going on in, in the neighborhood uh, trying to find you know get buses to places was a pain in the ass I just really not a, we didn't enjoy that place as such although we did find a bar and watched the um, local team play football I think they're called Emelec I watched them play football. Uh, I didn't bother going to the game on this occasion. So with the flagstaff of South America being done, uh, we knew we were going to have to come back anyway because that's where we were flying in and out of 
for the Galapagos. So we knew we had another night we had to book uh, in, in Guayaquil. So we booked the same hostel for the following week. And that was it. It was a simple case of getting to bed, even though it was about 30, 35 degrees and it was roasting. It was a case of getting to bed, letting that excitement build up, knowing that the following day, the following morning, we would be at the airport, we would be heading to Aaron's number one place to see and do, which was the Galapagos Islands. Join us for some stories you do not want to miss out on, uh, some, some funky stories, some really nasty stories. Join us in the Galapagos on the next episode. Hasta luego.